Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast, live from Austin, Texas. I am your host, Brett Merriman. To my right, the lovely, the one and only, the wonderfully flanneled up today, Sally DeFreeze. What's going on, Sally? How are you? Just a little crisp December morning. I cannot, I cannot explain to you. A little foggy. How happy I am to finally be out of this weather pattern of, of like 79 and 100% humidity and gross outside to walk out to a crispy 50 something. I think it's going to be cool. Like the till Christmas. There's a, there's a, there's rumors out there in weather Twitter of which I'm a part of. We could be below freezing on Christmas. Yeah. Which could be, it could be something. Is like white Christmas in Austin. I mean, no, that's not going to happen, but (laughs) there is a chance. Well, I'll definitely be below freezing on Christmas because we're going to be in Michigan. And I think Mm -hmm. the, the low is like zero. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So. The uh the Arctic air coming in next week for pretty much like ninety percent of the country is going going to be very, very intense. So it, it might be too cold on Christmas, honestly. No such thing though, because Christmas is the uh one of those holidays that the colder it is, the more festive it feels. Yes, is, exactly. We've had some like Saratoga Christmases that have been like forty eight and sunny and people go golfing and stuff. I'm just like, that's no. I'm I'm good. Give me like the give me the 28 and snowy for sure, for sure. Um, how long are you guys in Michigan for? Eight days. Okay. Yeah. Till, Big time. Till Christmas. I'm sorry. Till New Year's Day. Are you aware of uh, the haircut that Will is potentially going to to be? Good I have having? heard okay. that he lost odds to Dylan and has to mm-hmm. get a fade with two lines. Yes. Around. There you go. I don't really care, <laughs> to be honest. He can do that if he wants. Mm-hmm. I was like, you have to do it after we're home for Christmas. But I also will say that I don't really feel like it's necessary for Will to pay up to somebody who's welched on two Ooh. odds. Okay. And Randy so then Will Reese. said, well, I have bargaining power. And I was like, your bargaining power should be that you don't do it. And then the next time you lose odds, you also don't do that because – Dylan's now not done two. Interesting. Three. Sorry. Three. Clip clip this one, Adam. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, Adam. Feel free to share it with the Wash Universe. Sally is watching. Oh, <laughs> uh, we are always watching here on the Mail-In Podcast where we can answer your questions. Uh, get something get something useful out of this. That's what we try to do here. Tell a friend about the pod. Send some uh, some clips out to a friend. Subscribe on iTunes, follow on Spotify, hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at MailInPodcast. A bunch of questions this week. Thank you guys for, uh, I'll have to check the stats because we had like more questions submitted this week than I've ever seen. People need advice before the holidays. That's, you know what? We're going to get to them, but we're going to be tactical. Because we, some of these don't need long-winded expl- explanations. You are absolutely right about that. Hit up the store. Uh washmedia.shop and hit up the new YouTube to see our faces, youtube.com slash mail in podcast. Sally, are you ready to go? I am ready. Here we go. Hi, mail in crew. I don't, I don't know why I kind of messed up the hi, but hello, mail in crew. For the first and probably only time in my life, my school has a shot at playing in the college football national championship game. While going to the game is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, I also think throwing a big watch party with a bunch of friends could be a lot more fun than spending two grand plus for nosebleed seats, drinks, flights, etc. What is the move here? And as a bonus question, if this was your team, what would be the most you would spend to attend a national championship game in person? Thanks for everything you do, and happy holidays. UT's going to the ship, Sally. I've been twice. Oh, I've been I've been twice, and Look it's totally and worth going. <laughs> it's absolutely worth going. Uh, I went when we beat USC. Mm-hmm. That was two thousand five. Yep. And technically, it was the year it was two thousand six, but it was the two thousand five. And then I went when we played Alabama and lost. That was two thousand eleven. Eleven ish. Two thousand ten. It was two thousand ten. And where were those respective games? Was it two thousand nine? Was the Colt McCoy game? Yes, it was two thousand nine. Both of them were the Rose Bowl, which was admittedly lit. I think out of mm. all the bowls, like being so, being somewhere like the Rose Bowl, that's like very historic, and um, you know, you're in California, it's beautiful. I both times were really fun. 
Losing was not fun. No, but no. I think even going, um, especially when you are, it was your alma mater or at the time. So when in 2005, I was going to go to Texas, but I hadn't become. You hadn't, you hadn't committed yet. Right. I had applied and gotten yeah. in. Okay. Yeah, because it would have been January-ish, right? Right. D depending on when you. No, that's wrong. Sorry. That was before. <laughs> Okay. I'm old. Um, <laughs> You're not that old. No, I, but I was a junior in high school and knew I was going to go to okay. Texas. Gotcha. Um, which was awesome. My sisters at the time were freshmen at Texas, mm -hmm. which was like very cool for them. Yeah. And then when we went, when I was at Texas and we lost, I was a junior. Mm -hmm. um, and it was still really fun. I mean, like, honestly, it sucks to lose and it definitely sucked to lose the game that we did where Colt got out and then we didn't have a quarterback and it was awful. But it, regardless, it's a really, it is a once in a lifetime experience unless you like go to Alabama and like your team goes all the time. So that's my caveat here. Yeah. If you're, if you are, so the, the, the teams right now are Georgia, Michigan, uh, TCU and Ohio state. So I think that this person's maybe from TCU. That's my thinking. And if you're from TCU, you, you gotta go, right? Yeah. You gotta go. Even if like it, it's, I understand the watch party element. Um, I've even had people where it's like, I'm going to go to, say it's in, I don't know where the where the Natty is this year, maybe Atlanta. I think it is in Atlanta. So if it's in Atlanta, I've heard people that go and they go with to like their their school's watch party and they don't spend the, the two grand on the tickets because you're going to get a better experience watching the, the ESPN feed or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. So there's that option. But you got to make something out of it, and you got to. I think you make it more than if you're not in college, right? If you're in college, it's cool, it's cool to be on campus. There's probably events and local college bars. But if you like, if you went to TCU, now you live in, I don't know, you live it's in, in Dallas. LA. Or, it's in LA. It's Rose Bowl. No, it's at SoFi. Oh, it's so corporate. They're playing. So corporate. They're playing one of the games, one of the playoff games in Atlanta. One of the semi games. Uh -huh. and then, okay. I think Georgia, and then I think TCU, Michigan are playing. I don't remember the Fiesta Bowl. So it's the Fiesta Bowl and the Peach Bowl. Got it. And then I, the man, national championship the is in ball. LA, which admittedly is a really fun national championship town. True. Yeah, but expensive. I mean, you are. It's expensive, but here's my argument, Brett. Again, you're. I don't. I disagree with the like go out there and then go to the watch party. Okay. No, you got to go to the game. You got to go to the game. I know. I, you didn't spend the money to get out there and then not go to the game. You either stay home or you go. Uh, okay. I, I hear. I, I get it. I get it. I think you just, if you're t like, if you're writing in for, for us from Ohio State, Michigan, or Georgia, the, the Rose Bowl one is going to be probably one of the, probably the most expensive. If you go LA plus SoFi plus, I mean, I, like that's going to be the most expensive place to have it. Atlanta would be less. Phoenix would be less. Dallas would be less, right? So if you're TCU, I think you make it happen. I think you make it happen. I think you make it happen regardless. Even but you got to win. Honestly, if, if I went to Alabama or Georgia, my team was going all the time, I'd fucking go every time. Mm -hmm. I really would. Like, it's so fun. It's so fun talking trash to another team. Like, even if – when we played Alabama, and, like, we, I was like, we're going to lose to them. I knew that we were going to lose. And then honestly, before Cole got hurt, I was like, oh, mm. we, we actually might win this game. I loved making fun of people's hound, hound's tooth. I, it was like my <laughs> favorite activity. Oh, I man. loved shitting all over those people. It's just – and they shit all over me. It's it's great. It's like – it's – you're never – it doesn't even – you're – the only thing that really compares is like your one college rivalry game, like your, yeah, yeah, yeah. your Ohio State Michigan game mm -hmm. or your Texas OU. Like that's fun, but you get to do that every year. You don't get to yeah. go talk trash to a team that you ra rarely play, if ever. Mm -hmm. Like TCU, is, if TCU goes to the national championship, they haven't played any of these teams yes. in years, probably. Or ever. I, I don't know what stats are. But, like, the likelihood of them having played them at any point. That's so fun to just be like, dude, don't talk to me. <laughs> what about, okay, so if you're TCU here, you still have to win another game, right? And, yeah. And the, you have to win the You're, you're not the favorite in Michigan. this, right? And so 
if I'm this person and I'm just imagining TCU because they said probably the only time in my life, every other school has like a perennial chance. Do you make the effort to go to Glendale, Phoenix, for this semifinal game and then the natty is like, because you're probably. I think if you're choosing between two options, you, and you already are like, if you on the money, you save the money and go to the national championship if you make it. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, Book some Southwest tickets to LA that are like cancelable, refundable mm-hmm. is what I meant to say. And then and take the chance. You don't the have hotel. to stay. The thing about LA is this is this has happened every time Texas goes to the Rose Bowl or something. People mm-hmm. stay in like really nice hotels. Stay at a freaking Marriott residence in. Who yeah, you're not, gonna, you're not gonna you're not hanging out at the yeah, hotel. Yeah. You don't need to stay at the Beverly Hills Hotel. This okay? is not a vacation, like you're not this is not a relaxing vacation. This is a you have you have a job to do. Yeah, gotta, staying near the yeah. stadium. You got, a, you got a job to do. Yeah, it doesn't matter. This is a work trip. Exactly. If you, if you make it, not going to work. Good luck to the Horn Frog fans out there, though. They said, <laughs> by the way, how rates. much would you spend? I think, like, Ole Miss is my team. I'm wearing my Ole Miss shirt, actually. My Ole Miss, uh, this is what I wore on game days. If the, the first time they went, I don't know if there's a price that I wouldn't pay. Yeah. My T-shirt fandom of Ole Miss has become that deep that I yeah. think I would... I make it, make it happen somehow. If Texas win again, what's your? <laughs> I would spend ungodly. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't. That's the thing. I when we went, my parents obviously paid for it when I was in high school. Sure. sure and my sure. dad was like, "There's a chance this never happens again." Yeah, like savor this. And it it happened four years later, but we lost. But like, mm-hmm. they were like, "We're pulling out all the stops to get tickets for everyone." Mm-hmm. Like we. Yeah. And then when I was a junior, I was able to get tickets through school, mm-hmm. which was helpful. Um, oh, that's very cool. Were they like face value or you just get free tickets? No, face value. Gotcha. But they, okay. you know, they like allotted a certain amount to students. Yeah. And because yep. I was a junior, and I think the way they did it, Texas did it dumb, but like it was based on your hours. And I was technically a senior by hours. So I got oh, like cool. priority pick, mm, all the bad. freshmen, like, and we were like, you know, with fraternities. So then they made the pledges, like, sell their tickets to them and stuff. It was oh, fucked up. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That's mean. Randy, I promise you, if Purdue ever goes to the Natty, I will I will spend whatever it takes to go with you and be right cheering alongside you. Randy doesn't care. <laughs> Randy doesn't care. You know what you can uh, – you know what you won't spend ungodly amounts of money on, Sally? It's our friends over at Athletic Greens. Your health. Your health. Because for less than $3 a day – you're getting Athletic Greens all up in your system. Sally, Athletic Greens has become a routine to me, a routine part of my life. And they say routine breeds like confidence and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, Athletic Greens is a part of my morning. One scoop, one glass of water, and you're getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. You're a big fan. I mean, big fan, yeah. Big fan. Tastes great. I'm back on my athletic greens. You're grind. back on your AG yeah. grind. Mm-hmm. Good for you. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of the things. Do it in the morning, every day. One scoop, bada bang, bada boom, down the hatch. And that's it. It's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat paleo, paleo, keto. I messed up. Uh, Famously, Kaleo, who sings All the Pretty Girls. Familiar with that song? No. Won't sing it. Keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Contains less than one gram of sugar. No GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. And it still tastes good. It's just the perfect way to take your vitamins in the morning. Boom, down the hatch, get your greens, and here we go. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop, one cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash mail-in. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash mail-in to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Ready, Sal? Let's do it. Hey, Brett and Sally, you've helped me in the past, so hopefully your advice works this time. Here we go. Let's just say 2022 has been the year of house slash dog sitting. 
My girlfriend and I have become the de facto people to watch our families' houses and friends' dogs when they go out of town. I just did the calculation, and it's close to 10 weeks combined throughout this year, mostly from her family and friends. We don't have many responsibilities of our own, and we know what goes around comes around once we do get a dog, but this still frustrates me for a multitude of reasons. One, they all ask her because they know she will say yes, which takes me out of the equation. Two, we just stayed three weeks at her parents' house with no offer of help from her brother and sister-in-law that live in the same town. This seems to be a theme for any type of responsibility for her parents, like airplane pickups, pre-party assistance, errand running, etc. My girlfriend is aware that I am tired of this transient lifestyle. Yes, I say that tongue-in-cheek. But we have our own home that I enjoy being at and pay for it, damn it. How do I reset boundaries for people that I think are taking advantage of our current low-burden lifestyle? Or am I just being petty about this because it seems like a one-sided benefit right now for our friends and family? I know this is long, so I apologize. Please edit or condense as you see fit. Don't worry about it. I look forward to the podcast every Thursday and a proud member of Brett's Bros and Sal Gal Guys. Okay. I'm like laughing because I I know that this person said he's already written in and we've helped him, but like I low-key think this might be my brother. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, shouts to Harry? Shouts to Harry. Uh, because I have been this person and now Harry is this person. Okay. So when you're in a family, um, like for example, my family, very big, all five of us live in Austin. My parents live outside of Austin, but close by. And, um, when you are the person who is unmarried without a child, Mm -hmm. uh, it's very easy for you to get you're, Oh, you're the guy. You're the person or the person. And for a long time, it was me, Mm -hmm. even when I was married and (laughs) have a child because, my mom knows that I will feel guilty and say yes. Mm, I see. So um, you're the easy target. Yes. That has now moved to Harry because I, I really can't a lot of times do like say yes to stuff because of Fritz. So mm. like, but I used to be the person who picked people up from the airport, run mm. errands, like pets it. But I'm laughing because Harry has literally dog sat for us like probably 20 times. <laughs> uh, he has his own dog now. So that mm-hmm. negates his ability to watch other people's dogs. Yeah. At least a hundred percent of the time. Right. Because his dog Poppy is a crazy. Mm-hmm. Love her. Okay. But so here's my advice. <laughs> oh boy, Get a crazy dog. I'm just kidding. But especially when you um, have when you have the history of you and your girlfriend saying yes, and I'm also laughing because, like, when somebody asks Harry something and he doesn't respond, they just go to his girlfriend, Kim. Oh, and they're like, Kim, can you can you and Harry do this? And it's, like, messed uh-huh. up because she is super sweet and I think doesn't want to let anybody down, so she says yes. It kind of sounds like yes. what's going on with girlfriend here mm-hmm. um, in this question. So – Totally get it. It's really frustrating to be taking care of people's pets, house sitting for them. Uh, Ten weeks is a lot of, of a year. Yeah, like the twenty percent of a year. Both. I mean, again, Harry and I have both been in the position of like house sitting for my parents when they've been gone. Mm-hmm. Here's what I think you do. First of all, and I'm going to tout this to a lot of people because I just started reading it myself, but I've mentioned it before. Um, if you have a hard time saying no to people, or setting boundaries or you have a hard time communicating with people in an effective manner that you feel like you're getting walked all over or maybe y'all are talking about stuff you don't want to talk about or basically any boundary read do yourself a favor and read the book of boundaries by melissa urban um she is the creator of whole 30 but she wrote this book about boundaries and has been posting about it on her social media for like a year about just different boundary stuff, but then wrote a book. And it's really helping me in communicating my needs while being respectful, but also respectful to myself mm-hmm. with other people. Um, it is okay to tell people no. And it's as a people pleaser, that's really hard for me because I'm absolutely okay being like, I'll like tell, well, I'm like, well, we need to do this. And Will's like, why are we doing it when the rest of your siblings said no? Like, why did we, are we the ones who are doing it? Mm-hmm. And it sounds like this person and his girlfriend are the ones who like, not get shit on, but like basically are like, they're the de facto like, yes, man, you know? Yep. It's okay. First of all, you have to be comfortable making boundaries. So that's why I'm like recommending the books. You need to like practice 
saying no to people. And she kind of lays it out in like a green, yellow, red light situation. So green's like, hey, we're not we're not available this weekend. Mm -hmm. We'll let you know next time. Yeah. Hey, Whatever. Sorry, yellow is like, we're actually not comfortable watching the dog. Um, blah, blah, blah. And then the red is like, no, we can't do it. No explanation. I don't owe you anything. Right. And it kind of gives you a, an algorithm to work through. Okay. Um, but I think 2023 is this person's year to say no. The year of no. And that's okay. It's okay to put yourself first. And like, here's the thing. Will and I would ask Carrie to watch Rosie all the time because we are more comfortable with like a person watching Rosie mm -hmm. instead of boarding her. And then we were like, well, we're like paying Harry for it. But it wasn't that we were like needing it for free. It was because he was available. And then finally we're like, we've got to find a dog sitter who is going to be there solely to watch our dog. Like we live in 2022, 2023. You can pay people for anything. Like mm -hmm. these people can find house sitters and dog sitters. I agree. I totally agree. And and it's one of those things where I, to me the easiest thing to do is, hey, we have, we have plants. Yeah, yeah, we we're we're busy. Like that's just an, an easy way, kind of a deflective. Even if you don't, just say, "Yep, we're uh, we're doing this, this, this." Uh, we got plans that weekend. Sorry. And it's exactly, it's like the same thing when you have to call out to work, mm -hmm. and you're like, "I'm sick." You don't owe them any explanation. Yeah, you can say, "I'm calling out." That's it. Yeah. that's all you owe people. And so if if somebody says, "We can't do that," we have plans. They don't you, they don't need get to ask what plans you have. Mm -hmm. If there's any way you can move them, no, yeah. we have plans. That's the whole answer. Oh, we have plans that we can. It's kind of like the the first the, the instead of being like uh, no, oh, we have plans, and it's like kind of a deflective. We can't. Technically, you should just be able to be like, no, I don't want to. Sure, you sure. But, <laughs> but if, you're, if, you, you're, if you don't, if you want the yellow or green light yes. version, we have plans. I'm so sorry. Yes, we can't help. exactly, exactly. Maybe you should find a dog sitter <laughs> or a house sitter. Hey, folks. Merry Christmas to you and yours, and only the best in the new year. I like, the, I always like Merry Christmas to you and yours. Like yeah. that's like a that's a, a, a nostalgic thing. It's cozy. Yeah, very cozy. No idea how to phrase this question, but I'm gonna dive right in. I've been on an SSRI for almost a full year. It has done wonders for me as I rebuild my mental health, and I'm now at a point, as stated by my doctor, that I can start weaning myself off of it. About six months ago, my sister went through some mental health crises and after a brief hospital visit, began a regimen of uh, therapy and SSRI prescriptions. She came to me for help coping as she knew I had similar prescriptions and experience in counseling and I, as the little brother, was happy to be a resource for her in a tough time. I felt helpful and like a teammate for the first time in my life. What's more, we've been closer than we uh, were before my niece was born when most sisters focus on being mothers rather than their brother's keeper. In a way, the good thing is that we've built a stronger bond through our shared situation. Now that I'm beginning to get out of this space, I feel guilty. I'm super excited to return to a healthier mental space without the help of medication, but I feel bad that my sister is still in the weeds. I don't want a relationship to change, and I don't want her to think that this is all uh, how all mental health diagnoses work. Everyone is different, and I know she doesn't like taking medicine every day. So how do I proceed trying not to ruin this bond we kind of fell into? with our situations. It's okay. tough. But first of all, congratulations Good on job. your your journey. Mm -hmm. I know it's difficult. I know mental health affects everybody differently and it feels like you have done all of the steps to get back to a spot where you feel comfortable. And I want to congratulate you and commend you on that. Yeah. First of all. This guy sounds like so I've been in this guy's position before, okay. have been on SSRIs, mm -hmm. Celexa specifically, actually, several times. Uh, I guess SSRIs twice. as the ignorant one in the room. Is that antidepressant? Yes. Okay. Um, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, actually. That's what I was going to say, but yeah. you stole it. Uh, helps basically increase your circulating serotonin. Okay. So, which by the way... Um, when I got on one for the first time in school, when I was having really bad anxiety and like mm. a tad of depression, I uh, the doctor explained it to me because I think there used to be a pretty negative connotation with being on antidepressants. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's becoming more acceptable as the same as like addressing your mental health and see seeking therapy, things like that have sure. become um, more common. But people... A lot of people that I talk to, especially in my experience, having been on it twice and talking to like friends who had postpartum 
depression and things like that. I was like, an SSRI is nothing to be ashamed of. I know that people don't like taking medicine every day, but an SSRI essentially, like I said, increases your circulating serotonin and serotonin is literally just a um, neuromodulator that tells your brain like, shh, it's going to be okay. You're going to be fine. Okay. You know? Mm -hmm. So I think some people are like, I don't want to be on medicine. I don't want to be like a zombie. That's not Mm -hmm. always the case. I mean, some things can affect your like daily, like make you feel flat and things like that. But I, I, that was not the case for me. I also was in the same position where I was on it, weaned myself off. And then I got back on after I had had Fritz Mm because I had really bad postpartum anxiety. Okay. Um, and so like he's saying, like my experience similar is like I had some mental health problems. I sought counseling. I got on meds. And for me, the combination of both helped and I it was more of a situational thing and then I was able to move past it. That's not everyone's experience. Clearly his sister, same thing. It sounds like hers is a little bit longer of a road. Mm-hmm. Um, I But I think more than anything, and I don't know if he has talked to his sister about this, but... I think having been through that myself gives me a lot more empathy for people who are also going through it. Um, And I think I also have the understanding that everyone's journey is different. So that while I may be able to like get on and off medication, some people are like lifers and will need to be on it for a really long time. Mm -hmm. I hope she understands that. Sounds like maybe she's more of a like, for me, having counseling, getting on medicine, like totally changed my outlook in life. And I was, it was a very positive experience for me. I was like happy to get better. Sure. Um, it sounds like she might still be in the weeds of like depression. Yeah. And sometimes that's harder to like realize like, oh, I'm, this is helping me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But I think that there is a place here where it's okay. You don't have to be like, okay, I'm done with my mental health crisis. So we're good. Yeah. No. And you don't have to. Sorry, you're still stuck back there. We're, we're done. And the way I think I would look at it is like, you sort of be a beacon of of light and what could be and right. be like hey instead of instead of feeling guilty about this show her that it is it is possible to to come out on the other side right um healthy in, in a healthy way so sort of be a uh source of inspiration for your sister knowing that you can get down in the spot and can get back out of it you know it's right. one thing it, i i get that the kind of like the misery loves company angle where it's Oh, we're both going through this together and it sucks, but we are commiserating with each other. Right. And that's comforting, right? Like, cause you have somebody to go through it with, but now you're a beacon of what's possible and, and an inspiration for your sister to continue that and say, right. we can get to this spot. I think other. too, it's like, he clearly, he should, like you said, like be almost aspirational, but mm-hmm. even if she's, they're on totally different journeys, but that doesn't discount the empathy that he has for oh, her. Oh, no doubt. And so it's okay for him to like get healthy and like be in a healthy spot mm-hmm. while she's still not. And y'all can still have that bond because like you – he probably understands the most out of anybody yeah. how she feels. So like he still will be able to like check up on her and like how's, how are things going? How's therapy going? Like what are you working on? Like what mm-hmm. – what do you want to talk about? Anything. Mm-hmm. But also still be in a healthy place in his life, you know? And I yeah. – that may be hard for her, maybe, but I do think she'll understand. But also it's like you can't hold yourself back from weaning off meds and getting better and things like that just because you don't want somebody else to be upset. Like she's she's got her own journey. You're on two different paths. They can run parallel to each other and you can help each other out, but you don't have to like hold yourself back just because of her. No doubt. No doubt. And, and you'd probably like not – that your mental state will re-deteriorate. But anybody, it's healthy for even the, the most mentally healthy people to check in once in a while right. with therapy you know, or counseling or whatever it may be. So your mental health journey is not necessarily just over. Right. It's, it's a continuous thing that Oh, for sure. Mine, it's like, I know that probably if I had another kid, like I'd probably get back on meds. Or yeah, if I have exactly. like a mental health crisis. Like I, mm-hmm. for me... I am very aware that I think it's helpful to be aware, at least in my case, that like I could immediately recognize the signs and be like, mm, I need to get back on some meds. Sure. I yeah. need to go have a little therapy session. Mm-hmm. Get, get a little tune up. Yeah. This would be a great transition into a better help uh, 
ad read, but we're just going to do a, we're gonna do one more question before we go into our next ad read. Okay. A little bit of levity here, Sally. Uh, hey, Melon, how weird is it on a scale of one to 10 for someone to send out a Christmas card of her and her boyfriend when they're dating, but not engaged or married, but really want to be? We doing Christmas cards for boyfriend and girlfriend, Sally. Um, <laughs> when I first read this, I was like, I feel like if it's not a problem for you, it's not a problem for anyone else. Yeah. Okay. If she wants to send one out mm-hmm. and the boyfriend's fine with it, do it. Go for it. Okay. Okay. That being said, like, will we're like married and have a child and was like, are you, <laughs> is it too serious of us to send out a Christmas card? I'm like. <laughs> We have a baby. We have, we have a child. Like we've, no, we've like, created this. Yeah, I think like I he's cool with it now. We have like Fritz, but mm-hmm. before we used the first Christmas card we sent out as like a married couple was also like a pregnancy announcement. Yeah, that's cool. And Will was like, I don't know, like I don't think that we need to do one. And I was like, <laughs> We're married. Like well, uh-huh. I, we're sending a Christmas card. He's like, Do you think that's necessary? Like he still is weird about it. Yeah, I think I'd be like they say. How weird is it? Scale of one to ten, I'm like a seven to eight for for just boyfriend girlfriend Christmas cards. But caveat is, if you want to be in like the big, like if they do say you're doing your family for example, and like Harry and his girlfriend are not engaged, they're just boyfriend girlfriend, and they're but they're a part of the Christmas card because she's part of the. Which is true. She's currently her and my sister's boyfriend are in our Christmas card well, this year. I think that's fair game. Which is but, also hilarious because. My mom had a hard and fast rule that if you weren't married into the family, you Ooh. couldn't be in the Christmas card. So she's gotten a little and looser when, on that. <laughs> when, in 2019, our Christmas card was the picture from Lily's wedding. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Will is a groomsman. We are engaged. Ooh. And she told him he couldn't be in the picture. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then I was like, he's going to be in the picture. We're engaged. <laughs> but that was like her rules. Like if you're not yeah. married, you're not in it. Mm-hmm. And so Will and Drew this year were like, they're going to be in the Christmas card because we weren't allowed to be in it until we got married. Wow. But it was like, they're living with these people. Like, yeah, Harry's yeah, living yeah. with his girlfriend. Emily's living with her boyfriend. They're going to end up together, you yeah. know? Uh, I agree. If you're the boyfriend-girlfriend and you've in a long-distance rela- – or, like, a long-term relationship, the mm-hmm. parents want you in it, be in it. Yeah. I think if you – to me, it's a little bit more palatable if, like, you're living with your girlfriend and you, like, send – you all send out a Christmas card, like – Here's our address. We've moved. Like, yeah, and, yeah. And if you have like you're living together, same apartment, same house. You have the dog. You have the cat. Like you do, and you want to do one of those. That's where the, that's where I leave room for like the two and a half at the top of the scale. It's like not that weird, but there's still a just. Well, but I also feel like some of my friends who are not married or engaged but are dating somebody, if they send it to just friends and family who, like, know them essentially as a married couple, like, I'm talking about, like, my sister and her boyfriend here, Mm -hmm. they sent one out, I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah. I get it. Y'all are basically, like, in a domestic partnership right now. Mm -hmm. So, but I think it is a little weird if you, like, start sending them to, like, your boss and, like, your random, you know, like your Christmas card distribution list. Think if you're going to do it, you keep it small to, like, your just your friends, like your close friends and family. Mm -hmm. I think that's a fair rule. But I I also think you know that people might judge you. <laughs> you know what I'll never judge you for, Sally? Ever? Cracking a Vizzy? Cracking a Vizzy. Absolutely not. Between gift-giving and family traditions, the holidays are full of lighthearted moments that make the end of the year a little bit more joyful. And guess what? Guess what is a moment that makes me joyful? Crack, psh, Vizzy. Yeah. What's that? That's that that song, Pop Fizz. I don't don't ask me. Yeah, I don't know. Vizzy, they they fizz though. They're great. Whether you're visiting loved ones or enjoying being home for the holidays, tis always the season to enjoy Vizzy, the hard seltzer bursting with fruit flavors. I am all in on the mimosas right now. They're the perfect holiday compliment. Peach mimosa, um, Pineapple mimosa. You cannot go wrong with the mimosa flavors I mean, of Vizzy. Mimosa flavors on Christmas morning? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Serve it in a little spode champagne mm, glass. There we go. Class We're it talking. up. But it's delicious. So you can like, and, but it, you can keep it like a long day yeah. going. Yeah. Get through That's, the holidays. I think I'm going to be a spode guy. Yeah. I think I'm going to be a spode guy. But like, guy. 
if you keep it like a, a light, busy buzz all day, you don't it's have perfect. to listen to your dumb relatives. <laughs> it's, I mean, you you can. It just makes it more tolerable. Right. And that's And that's the best ad read we could give. Yeah. Don't listen to your dumb relatives. Have a little busy buzz all day and just yeah. make it tolerable. And that's the bad read. That <laughs> that's we did the it. read. Busy mimosas, like we said, has a refreshing taste of real orange juice and is perfect for daytime sipping. Strawberry, pineapple, peach, pomegranate, orange, all of those go right into your busy mimosa flavors. And here we go. Busy hard seltzer. Flavors for every vibe. Stock up on busy hard seltzer and social, show some love for the show. Here's how to get yours. Go to busyhardseltzer.com slash washed. To find Visit You near you. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. And to hear first about the latest flavor drops and more, sign up at VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. You must be 21 plus to drink. And please celebrate responsibly. And happy holidays from our friends at Molson Coors Beverage Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, next one, Sal. Hey, Mail and Crew. Apologies for the long one. It's really not that long. Sure, you're good. But I need help. I've been dating my girlfriend for almost a year now, and we are currently looking to move in together. We're both about 25 years old, and we live in Denver. I love her a lot. Oh, But the move is starting to cause friction as we decide what apartment or house to rent. She wants to live in a sleek, upscale two-bedroom apartment near downtown with all the amenities, but it's so expensive at almost three grand a month. I, on the other hand, want to rent a much more affordable house farther from downtown. The more space will allow me to display my massive video game collection, as I've been collecting them since I was about nine years old. And it's an important part of my life. However, a few of these houses are definitely much older and less maintained, even if they are cheaper. Please help us come to a compromise where we can work something out. I do part-time marketing and DoorDash on the side, so I can live essentially anywhere. But she works downtown at a coffee shop and bar combo type of place so being downtown would be better for her thanks for any help you can give couples therapy sally that's compromise battle here. royale about living places um okay first of all you need to you've clearly had this conversation kind of back and forth sounds like they already are disagreeing about it but you need to sit down and like draw the budget drop yep. the budget make a case for both okay mm. because First of all, you need to calculate like all of your living expenses plus utility plus this plus, you know, whatever. Sure. Transportation, et cetera, and really lay out how much it's going to cost to live at each so that there's a clear black and white like we don't need to be living outside of our means mm -hmm. in that case. Maybe they're not living outside of their means with a $3,000 a month place, mm -hmm. but maybe it's going to be really stretching it and – like hinder their ability to do other like fun things or travel or whatever. Yeah. So I think that's a good argument to make if you are like, I don't know that we should overextend ourselves on the rent side if we can avoid it because we're going to not be able to do this, this, and this. Sure. And yeah. And like, I guess the, in overextending yourself on the rent, do you say rent is, is a 30, 30 to 40% of kind of your monthly budget is sort of a universal, like, Okay, kind of rule. If you want to overextend yourself and get kind of towards the top of that, that means you're going to be – that means like to be in that location where you are getting to the top of that range, you need to be getting something on the side that sort of equates with – you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trying to figure out the word. But say you live farther away and you have to pay for transportation to get – downtown right. to where you would be that cost should be factored in right, to, right. right. you know what i'm saying but, and and so the opportunity cost of living downtown versus far away should add into your rent discussion right basically. so and make it for both places mm -hmm. i think the video game collection for me doesn't really factor into this that much because i think like i i think there's bigger arguments to be made like cost wise sure or like if you're like, oh, we want to get a dog, but it makes more sense to have a dog at a house mm -hmm. than it does at an apartment. Like, obviously, the video games and you wanting to, like, display them matters. But I also think, like, it's going to be harder to have that argument with her versus, like, the pragmatic stuff. Yep, absolutely. Because that yeah. just sounds not selfish, but it's like, this is this is about me and I want to be able to, like, do my video game thing versus, like, she's like, I mm -hmm. want – to live somewhere sleek, y'all yes. got to take that out of it and I just agree. make it purely like what makes the most fiscal and like logistical sense. Especially for us. at twenty five, right? right? We're, we're we're in the the peak 
pragmatic years of your life, right? Where you are doing things because they are getting you places or getting you somewhere in your career. Like this is the time to buckle down and See, I do kind of disagree. I think 25 is like the peak, like. I mean, like you peak, it's peak. You're not going to have a room to display only you, your video game Yeah, collection. it's the peak. You should be pragmatic, but you're not. Well, so, like, okay. Maybe financially My argument not. is like, you're like, well, if we live all the way out in the country, no one's going to see your video game collection besides you because no one's going to come out to our <laughs> house. No one's going to come out to your house, yeah. Yeah. I'm I, not I, saying live in the expensive apartment. I'm saying there are arguments to be made both sides. I think for her, you take out the like, I want to live somewhere sleek, sleek. Upscale. and for you, you take out the video game thing and then y'all just argue your sides of like, here's why I think we should live in a house. Mm -hmm. Here's why I want to live in an apartment. There's arguments to be made for both sides. Yeah. I was going to say there's, there's, I'm sure there's like a wants and needs matrix that you can, okay, like cross out your biggest want and their biggest want. And then you find, kind of find like where the squishy middle right. ends up being. Um, but I think like. Living, having lived in Denver, there are so many downtown and downtown-ish places that are super friendly transportation-wise and whether it's car or public transit, whatever you want to do, like you don't need to go, and, and I argue shouldn't go all the way out into the, the suburby you no, know, it as, sounds like as, they each are on one end of the spectrum and they need to kind of meet in the yeah, middle. Yeah, the, there's so compromise. many places to meet in the middle in Denver yeah. with complexes and close to downtown. And I don't think, like, I, I think you should meet in the middle. I think you should probably at 25 be looking more than a, a, a rundown house mm -hmm. farther away from downtown. I don't think that's in your best interest right yeah. now. And um, because you want to be close to things, you want to be kind of where where things go on and your your girlfriend works downtown so like you can and you said you can work from anywhere so like that that immediately tells me you should be close to downtown yeah anyway and that's where there's more business for door dashing that's where you can go to a coffee shop and work on your marketing job like that just kind of feels like doesn't that make more sense as as long as the the price is not wow. absurd took the girlfriend side i think i, I think i am i think yeah. i'm taking the girlfriend side but i mean stuff like this this is just like the bread and butter relationship. Yeah, you got to lay out your argument and then compromise on something that's going to make you both somewhat happy. Yep. One more sell? Let's do it. Hey, Brett and Sally. It's the, uh, it's the Canadian. Hello there. Who got in a long-distance relationship over the summer. Back with an update and a question. Here we go. Things have been going well, and I've settled into the long distance. We've been watching each other's favorite shows, writing letters back and forth, and calling each other whenever we have the time. She's flying out to BC, that's British Columbia, mm -hmm. just after Christmas to stay with me for two weeks. I'm so excited to see her, take her skiing, and for her to meet my friends and family. For the past couple of Christmases, I've thrown a holiday party with my friends from my uni program, so Canadian, uh, as a way to blow off steam together after a long semester. I want to do it again because it's so much fun, but I would also like to wait for when my girlfriend is here so she can meet my friends. Should I change it to a New Year's party? Should I throw a more casual Christmas cocktail hour like Brett does and then throw more of a bash for New Year's? What makes a good Christmas cocktail hour anyway? Have a great holiday. I appreciate updating you on this awesome journey I've had and hopefully more updates to come. So cute. Um, it okay. is. I love Christmas parties. Yep, love them. There, there was like a period our senior year of college where we like had a Christmas party every night. We were just like, screw it. We just like everyone took turns hosting. Yep, love it. Love so it. I think you have the blowout New Year's Eve party. Okay. And then if you have room in your budget, time, et cetera, schedule, you have like a – it's so easy to like have like a little like holiday – BYOB potluck hour. Christmas cocktail hour. Pot, potluck Christmas cocktail hour. Super so easy. easy. Everyone Cheap. brings an appetizer. Yep. Someone brings the – you know, the baked brie, someone brings the buffalo chicken dip, someone mm. brings you know, whatever. Speak my language. And then everyone, you ha your your job is like having this specialty Christmas cocktail, like maybe like a like an apple cider margarita or like a, Ooh, you know, like how about a some, uh, little champagne cocktail with some like pomegranate yeah. or you, Christmas you know, sangria is it. always a popular yeah. one. And then and then it's like a BYOB, so people bring wine and yep. beer and stuff. That's easy. Mm -hmm. That's that's like a group text, like, "Hey, I'm gonna yeah. have people over on uh, the 23rd." Absolutely, everyone bring your own BYOB. This, and then you plan 
for the big New Year's party, yep. which admittedly, because it's still the holiday season, can still be very like holiday Very heavy. Christmassy. Yeah, yes. absolutely. You still have the Christmas tree up. You still have the like holiday appetizers. Oh, careful. In Canada, they do Boxing Day on the 26th, but yeah. the Christmas tree is gone. Uh, well, you're Depending, right, but though. it's like America. They, 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 can keep, kind of, they can keep it up in this case. Yeah. Um, go to Trader Joe's. If they those those exist in Canada, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. They get you. you know, get some like puff pastry or phyllo dough, and, and just, then like make just your raid little... the Trader Joe's uh, frozen aisle. Yeah, so easy. Very easy. Uh, I th- I totally agree. Have a big New Year's party. Um, for your your girlfriend's going to be there. Meets everybody. Going to be a blowout time. I love that. And then a super casual Christmas cocktail hour. I think that's a perfect idea. It can be it can be eight to ten people, even, yeah. and then it's still going to be a good time. And everybody just kind of hangs out and yeah. low key brings a dish, brings a bottle of wine. You make the, one the cocktail. Christmas cocktail hour. Y'all like can play games, yes. whatever. Yeah. The New Year's can be more of like a cocktail party, mm-hmm. fancy schmancy, whatever. You can you can do a Christmas cocktail hour for like fifty bucks. Well, like on your part, I on guess. on your part, yeah, 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 yeah. Like not 100. total, but fifty bucks ish. If you already have the decorations up and that kind of thing. Yeah. So what, what makes a good one, though, is Christmas Cocktail Jazz. Yeah, I'm currently easy. on Spotify. My favorite is uh, Cozy Christmas Jazz. So there's Christmas Cocktail Jazz. There's Christmas This Jazz, That Jazz. Cozy Christmas Jazz is what I'm currently rocking with. Um, and it truly... Sometimes with the Christmas cocktail jazz, it, it gets a little sped up. There's a lot of songs with with actual words to them. I like the more instrumental stuff. So Crozy Christmas Jazz is what I'm rocking with right now. Uh, you need a Christmas cocktail that's poured in a communal thing, like a, a vat with a little spigot on it. Uh, you need appetizers that incorporate rosemary, melted cheese, bread, something hearty for the stomach. And if you want to get a little fancy, you use something with... Uh, uh, you know, like a like a brie, like you mentioned. Yeah. A little creative with it. Um, lastly, you need you need decor. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta feel like you're in a Hallmark movie. So you get the lights going. The the less fluorescent, the better. So the more actual lights you can turn off here in your apartment that be and have it be lit by Christmas lights, the better. That's what I subscribe to. And um and the fits, you gotta get a fit off. Mm-hmm. That's the most important part of the Christmas cocktail hour. Yeah. Is your fit. Get some elf ears or whatever. You could, you could, yeah, you could go that. You could go that way. Oh, mistletoe too. Mistletoe. Make everybody make out. Yeah. Not bad. Before we get out of here, Sally, I have one shower thought. Okay, I do too. Yeah, you go first. <sighs> why do Why do people put Rudolph noses and reindeer ears on their cars? I think they're calling for like Darwinism. I think that they're like a, they're putting a target on their car. I really hate it. Yeah, it's when I see it, I like get so irrationally upset. <laughs> you know what I saw the other day? Elf ears on their side mirrors. I hated that. The really, only time I've seen something that I like really legitimately bad. liked was someone had a wreath on their Jeep, like where the tire was. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, 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 touche. I'll deal with that. Yeah. I like. Is it practical? No. Okay, but I. I love Fritz. I do a lot of like dumb stuff for Fritz now because it like makes him happy. Like we watch a lot of Coco Melon. But if he, I don't even think the kid argument makes sense because if he told me like I really want you to make your car into a Rudolph, I'd be like, nope, grounded. grounded. We're not doing that. Not only not only is it a no, I'm I'm turning this back on you. Yeah, you no, we're done. Yeah. I like it makes me so upset for some reason. I know yeah. that that's so dumb to get upset about that. But it like turns me into like I get the road Grinch. Rage. Yeah, yeah, you turn I'm... into the Grinch. <laughs> are you tired? So of dumb. The, are you tired of the Trail of Lights yet? Um, I'm more tired of the Mozart's Christmas Light Show. That oh, that, I guess that's what right I, that's outside what I mean. of our. Yeah. We're going tonight, actually. Oh wow! Even though I've been getting the free live show every hour and <laughs> half hour since November 10th. Oh my god! <laughs> till till January 6th. Oh, that's what. Oh yeah. boy. <laughs> the insurrection anniversary, actually. Yeah, what are you doing for that? Uh, going to the last night's Mozart show. Oh, of course, yeah, of course. Um, mine, real quick, is: Are you familiar with the uh, the four people unfortunately murdered in Idaho, the college kids? Yes. It's been a month, 
and there's no leads, which I think is crazy. But I think the the internet is catching up to these these killers more than the. the I think we have a very like as much as I hate to say this, because of the like the murder podcast sleuths. And people have like realized that like a lot of this can become public record and stuff like that. Like there's a chance that some of this stuff gets solved just because of which is kind of plus minus for me. Like I as a um true crime like lover yeah. really enjoy stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it also makes me like wonder what the line is. Like are people like too into solving shit? Oh yeah, and there's and then there's disinformation and a lot of right. misinformation. Like, and it's like yeah. making it harder for the victims' families mm-hmm. to like have, all, you know, all these theories out on Reddit and Twitter. No and stuff doubt, like that. I totally agree. I, I think there's pros. Like, for example, um, some body cam footage was released that the police had gone through and didn't find anything, and somebody went in and then enhanced it and found uh, a light at three fifteen a.m. Uh-huh. like a, a light in the distance where they saw four people run by it. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's new. Yeah. And so, like, I think there's a pro like that. And then cons where you nine different theories and maybe one of them is close or whatever. And you you sort of alert the, the killers or the perpetrators to things. And then all of a sudden they know to move or like, right. oh, something's happening over here and somebody sees it and can, you know. So I think there's a lot of stuff that people that would like to keep under wraps that is exposed. And there's a lot of pros in that people find things that maybe not. Uh, were not found before yeah so praying for those people hope they get the uh get the the, resolution guys or or whoever yeah that'll do it for us today sally's please subscribe rate five stars review and tell a friend about the show hit the hotline number 888-362-mail that's 888-362-6245 or you can write in at the link in the twitter bio um sally where can people find you Sally DeVries on Instagram and Twitter. I am Brett Merriman at Schmerriman on both those platforms. Thank you, Randy. Thank you, Adam. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.